Hey everyone, welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noel Schmidt. That's correct. We host a show called High Spirits out of Chicago, Illinois, in which we talk about ghosts and we drink booze. Booze. Um, Noel, who are you drinking? Uh, tonight I am drinking Boda Box Cabernet. It's wine in a box. Nice. Yeah, the old standard. Yeah. I well, like it. I had Bud Light left over. um i don't know how you have any leftovers especially with bud light but good on you yeah well you know um uh you can only there's nothing more to say yeah uh but yeah um bud light it's uh in a can (laughs) (laughs) it sure is and in a bottle and on draft and it comes in all kinds of ways america's finest yeah how Mm -hmm. are things Things are great. How about things with you? Great. We're uh, on uh, about entering uh, Thanksgiving. We're at Thanksgiving time. Oh, we're we're are you past it? I think. Are we past it? What are you thankful for, Jay? <laughs> I am thankful for the horseless carriage. The horseless carriage, otherwise known as a car. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a train. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A train I per- car. I personally don't have one, but boy. Uh, are they nice to get into and have someone drop you off somewhere? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. What That's are you thankful for? Um, I am thankful for... Um, oof. Uh, I am thankful for uh, string cheese. Oh, my God. Yes. Can I've I been, change my answer? Yeah. String cheese. I've been, I've been eating a lot of string cheese lately. String cheese is good. Cheese, I realize, is a theme for me. Sure. But I like it very much. Yeah. Go Badgers. Who doesn't like cheese? It's so good. I mean, I suppose if you're lactose intolerant, it's That's not a good deal for you. That's unfortunate, and I'm yeah. very sorry for yeah, that. Yeah, sorry about that. That's too bad. I made it sound like it was a That's universal. That's like people who are allergic to peanut butter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you just don't even know. You know what? I'm or not peanuts, allergic. I should say, not yeah. peanut butter. But like, No, that's fine. I'm not allergic to peanut butter, but I don't enjoy it the way that most people do. I love it. I don't care for it. No? No, it's I mean, it's bad. fine. I, I mean, I, if, I like it all. I like the peanuts. I like the butter into it. I'm more a, a Nutella type person. Ah, okay. I like the Nutella. Um, I purchased uh, uh, cupcakes recently from Taste of Heaven. Taste of Heaven, thank you so much for sponsoring Taste of Heaven spirits. in Andersonville, oh. Chicago. Yeah, thank you. Right there on uh, Balmoral and Clark? That is correct. Um, uh, I purchased some for work the other day and um, there was a Nutella cupcake. It yeah, was that sounds delicious. Very good. Quite good. I like to do the taste test. Like, I don't want a whole cupcake, <laughs> so I'll just, like, cut do off slivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure annoys everybody else, but well, I, no, Mama's got to get her taste. Yeah. I guarantee it annoys everybody. Because <laughs> I'll be like, here's a carrot cupcake. Oh. <laughs> One of the new guys was like, wait, gone. you're just going to, you're just going to cut it up and... And, like, this is a thing that we as a group do because we've all worked together for a long time. We have a thing. And the other guy was like, yeah, it's what we do. And I was like, yeah, it's what we do. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry, you guys. I just, like, took down one whole cupcake. We're like, it's cool, new guy. Wow. But we all like to share here. That's some, that's some weird, like, friendship hazing. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, I was selfish. You'll never fit in. No, he's fine. <laughs> You ate the whole cupcake? We'll never know what it tasted like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then I feel better about myself, too. Like, I'm not eating the entire thing. But instead, I'm actually eating eight because <laughs> I'm eating the equivalent a of a bunch of different <laughs> cupcakes that add up right. to a cupcake and a half. Mm-hmm. So true. <clears throat> well, everybody, we are so thrilled to be with you tonight. Um, as always, we are going to bring you um, Murder Mayhem. Mystery, but mostly ghosts. Mostly ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if we have any other news or things to catch up on. Uh, don't forget, we should plug our social media. Oh my god, we're yeah. on it. Yeah, you can follow us on uh, the Facebook and um, High Spirits uh, Chicago podcast. The Twitter, High Spirits Chicago. Nope, High Spirits Chic. Instagram, High Spirits Chicago. You can email us at High Spirits Chicago at gmail dot com. And that's about it. <laughs> we don't have a Tumblr or any of those sometimes, things. Sometimes Noel lies. 
<laughs> I'm still vining. I'm vining. I got those. What is it? How many seconds is it? Six, I think. Six? That just doesn't seem like long enough to do anything. I'm boomeranging my dick off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, it's Lots really it's interesting. Um, oh, I have a quick mo- movie moment. Oh. Um, okay. So <sighs> this is tough for me, you guys. I love – I'm a dork. We all know this. Um, I love Jurassic Park. I love dinosaurs. I love – I love it. I don't care. I get so excited when there's a new one coming out. I don't care if it's a sequel. I'm, I love it. So uh, I watched Jurassic World recently, and uh, I'm so upset about it. Was it bad? It was garbage is what it was. It oh, was, no, with the uh, Chris Pratt? The Chris Pratt, the Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, she's still And thing? more. <laughs> And our old friend and more. <laughs> our old friend and more. God, I love his her work. Uh, Jeff Goldblum had a cameo. Um, I'm very hurt and upset by the thrown together piece of garbage that was that movie. I'm. I hoped for more. Is all. So, my recommendation is don't waste your time. I. To have a movie moment that I will share. Okay. <laughs> you know how I never see movies in the theater? Yeah. Well, I really wanted to see um, a Fantastic Beast before I went on my big trip. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I went uh, on a Friday morning at 11 a.m. Um, and I was so thrilled and so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I got my ticket. It's so stupid, right? But I don't have any time. Right. So I was like, cool, I'm going to take this time. I fell asleep. (laughs) I wasn't impressed by the first one. It was so boring. Oh, that's such a bummer. No, I wasn't impressed by the first one either. But I saw it because, I, you know, I love the Harry Potter. Right. Right? Yeah. No, I went. The first um, one was a giant bummer to me. uh, The second one, I couldn't. I literally could not stay away. That sucks. Yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) if you want to take a really good nap in a cold, dark place, go see Fantastic Beasts too. Okay, great. Grindelwald. What is it called? Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yes, the crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald, which is played by one J. Depp. Correct. That's right. I cannot tell you what his crimes are. I don't know. Yeah, I think I probably fell asleep during the first one, too. I watched it at home, but I was like, this movie is not what I thought it was going to be. I, know, I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. I thought that one was going to be a crazy, sexy, cool, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. That sucks. So, I think I'm out now. I think I'm not doing You're done? it anymore. You're done, Zeb? Well, they're going to make five. Ugh. I can't. You know what I am excited about? No. Creed 2. Oh, God. Listen, it's... <laughs> Pella Creed's son versus Ivan Drago's son. Oh my god. Like, it's like this movie had to happen, and I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I can't even tell. I leapt from my seat when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, this is happening. Oh my god. I can't wait. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'll be listening to maybe a rerun of Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> we like what we like. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, well, what kind of ghost are you bringing us? Well, Jay, I thought it was time. It's It's been a bit of time since uh, we've discussed our two of our oh my God. favorite people. Stop it. So I felt that it was time to <laughs> talk about one of their other famous cases. This is the story of Annabelle. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sitting back in the ghost series with my hands over my head. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell who we're talking about? Yes. We're talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren, friends of the show. Friends of the show, the Warrenses. The Warrenses eyes. <laughs> Not really friends. Well, Jay has yeah, a, I am. you're friends with Don't uh, take that away from me. It's the Lorraine only thing I have. From that one time that you hugged her. Uh you have a picture. Yeah, and it was more than that. A conversation. Uh, it was a conversation in which she told me I was very kind. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I say it out loud, it doesn't sound as meaningful, but in the moment, <laughs> I have to say it sort of changed my life and my ghost trajectory. She actually gave you a little bit of her psychic uh, medium. Is She did. Yeah, she shared that with you. That's how closely you bonded. Yeah, we, we bonded. Yeah. We cool. bonded like, whoa. 
<laughs> I don't even know what that what you just said was. Okay, uh, so let's talk. Uh, this is a story of Annabelle. You might know uh, Annabelle from the movie <laughs> The Conjuring Two, and and also the movie Annabelle, and also the movie Annabelle. Uh, Goes to work. Annabelle the. <laughs> I don't know the beginning or some shit like that. That's the second. Right. Was like Ernest. There's going to be a third. Annabelle goes to camp. Yeah, Annabelle goes to jail. Oh. <laughs> Annabelle meets Satan. That damn doll. Oh. <laughs> that fucking doll is everywhere. Um, they're doing a third one. A that's third coming. Conjuring? A third Annabelle. Oh my god. So that's gonna come out. I mean, Vera Farmiga and uh, the that guy are just like cashing it. What is his name? Don't know. I haven't seen him. Oh, I like them. I mean, the Annabelle, the Conjuring movies are fun. Annabelle's all right. Okay, so despite what you know from the movies, where it's one of those like porcelain dolls with like kind of like <laughs> the creepy face. I haven't seen any of the movies, but I know what you're about. You know, to say. It's, it's nothing like that. It's actually a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Now, Raggedy <laughs> Ann dolls were popular in the seventies. Um, Raggedy Ann and Andy were brother and sister dolls and they were popular in the 70s it was a big thing or the 60s and 70s they had like the um freck they were redheads with like the yarn hair and they had like overalls no he wore had overalls i think and she maybe she had a sailor suit i don't remember but they both had like freckles Mm -hmm. and like really like cartoonish like pronounced features i think they're gross i when i was a kid i loved them but um this one in particular is like the size of a four-year-old. It's giant. <laughs> it is a giant doll. It's terrifying. Like the ones that like my mom had. Cause like my mom and I remember my mom and her sister both had them and they were like prized possessions because oh. I think they like collected value after a while, but they were small, like doll size. Yeah. But this one is a gigantic doll. And so dangerous. They keep her in a curio cabinet. In a cabinet. So, in 1968, Donna, who was a student nurse, was uh, gifted this Raggedy Ann doll by her mother. And because the doll was so giant, she just basically put it on her bed as decor. Like you do. Um, Her mom purchased it from a hobby store. And uh, within days, Donna and her roommate Angie, who was also a nurse student nurse, noticed there was something creepy with the doll. Oh my god. <laughs> I still can't believe you're doing this. I love I'm it. all in. My my seatbelt has been fastened. I love this story so much. <laughs> so what was creepy about the doll? Well, let me tell you. It seemed to move mysteriously around the house. Uh-huh. Small movements at first, such as a change of position. So, like, they would talk about how the arms would be crossed or the legs would be crossed. And then, um, the like it would be sitting upright, and then sometimes it would be standing on its feet. What? Yeah, you know, like dolls do. No, it's a Raggedy Ann. That's the other thing. Raggedy Ann dolls don't have feet, right? They're like the stumps. <laughs> well, they're because they're like yarn dolls. Yeah, they don't like stand. Yeah, it's not because they thing. just would fall over. Right, because they don't have feet to support. Well, I mean, they have, like, technically they have feet. I don't know if they have shoes. Do they? But you don't, they don't stand up like a dog. I don't remember. They just fall over because it's basically, like, it's, like, a stuffed doll. It's like a stuffed animal, but it's, it's a doll. Yeah. Made of yarn, basically. Well, the hair it's is. knit. The hair I don't is. even know. I had one. I thought they were gross. Okay. Well, I, I will say this, though, because I don't want to offend anybody. I have, um. No, offend away. I have a. A huge fear of dolls. They're terrifying. Which started when I was a little kid, and I never liked dolls. Same. I was never a doll person. Yeah, and people would buy me dolls, and I would. Uh, oh, this is a little quick story about my grandmother, who was a wonderful person. Um, she died when I was a little kid, but one of the things that she left. Uh, behind what I think she believed to be a very charming story for a little girl, but my imagination was too yes. big for it, is my grandmother told me one night before I went to sleep in a room full of dolls in the most whimsical manner that um, 
dolls come to life at night and they have a life of their own and I don't think I slept for a week oh no just eyes open looking around for these dolls to do one goddamn thing because I was so freaked out my um my uh the distant cousin of mine who I was very close with growing up uh taught me how to play the piano um and she lived in this kind of um lofted uh little tiny house off of like her family's land and she collected porcelain dolls and i would go there for my piano lessons i can still like i just had like a total um uh sense memory Mm -hmm. of like smelling that place which was always like a comforting scent anyway uh and she had all of the dolls lined up on like the loft part the lofted area and like on top of the piano and I remember like playing and having all these dolls looking down on me all these porcelain dolls and she loved them and she's a lovely person and it was like totally like it's definitely an acquired taste but she would get so excited when she would get a new one because they're really expensive yeah that's the other thing so like when someone would gift them to her I would be so upset because people would buy me very expensive dolls and I would be like yo did you or did you not get the memo that this bitch does not like dolls. No, they're terrifying. I would terrifying. like a skateboard, please, or a bicycle. <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't know. I, I want all the things where I can skin my knee. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't want these things. Yeah. No, it's... My sister had a China doll. Do you remember those? That's what I meant. The China dolls. That's what my cousin had. Oh, my God. They're there was that, so creepy. They're so creepy. And there was this urban legend when I was a little kid that they came to yes. life at night and they scratched your face off. Yes. Yes. I know that legend. And I was terrified. Yeah. No, I don't understand, like, why people... I, I just... They have the creepiest look, and that's what... If you've ever seen the movie... The, the first Annabelle movie, uh, it starts with... That was with, good. You brought that back around. You like that? Thank you. That's some talent. Um, I'm really good at this. Yeah, you're good at your job. I've had some practice. We're 89 episodes in. Yes. Finally figuring it out. Yeah. Um, in the first, the first movie, the... Doll comes like to like the story starts basically because the doll's given to uh, this woman who's pregnant and she collects china dolls. And so her husband finds this like beautiful doll that's also giant and she's like so in love with it and she like puts it up on the shelf with all of the other ones and she just has a room and it's the baby's nursery oh that's the worst part where all of these dolls are that are looking down under the crib and you're like this is probably the creepiest thing i've ever experienced Mm -hmm. it's right up there with ghost kids yeah (laughs) might as well be a ghost kid Oh my god! I remember when your uh, kiddo was uh, like a real kid, like a like a little toddler baby, and she loved her little baby dolls. Do you remember that? Yeah, and she would drag them around, and they'd be like weirdly naked and have scuffed heads, and one eye would like fall down, and the other would be open. And God bless her because her love, her love was so expansive that she didn't. She didn't notice that her dolls were terribly frightening. They, the, uh, I remember yeah. she'd be like, she'd be like, Jay, love is my, blind, Jay, yeah, love is blind. Hold my doll, and I'd be like, I don't think so. The best part about it was that she named the dolls after, um, oh, relatives, right? No, two friends, um, of mine. So one was Baby Joan, and the other one was Baby Kirk. I wrote that so cute. And then she got a third one, and she decided that one would be Baby Coco. <laughs> <laughs> So it was Baby Joe, Baby Kirk, Baby Coco. Amazing. You have other friend in Coco? Yeah. Coco Ooh. Chanel. Oh. She's the ghost that lives here. Oh, that's so It's because weird. every, like, feminist book that I buy my kid... No, Coco, she just made up. But, like, every feminist book that... Like, kid's book that we buy... Because she has all of them. Um, Coco Chanel is featured ah. in all of them as, like, being, like, a strong, independent female. She's going through a... Uh, Frida phase. She's my, she loves Frida. Yeah, Frida's her gal. Yeah, she's obsessed with her, which is like super cool, and I'm really into it. What were we here for? I don't even know. <laughs> Annabelle. Annabelle. Okay. Um, I feel bad that I can't remember the dude's name that's in the movie. It'll come to me. I'm picturing him. You all know who he is. That guy. Um, <laughs> he's been in all kinds of movies. All right. So uh, they would find the doll in completely different rooms. Ugh. 
Um, several times Donna left the doll on the couch before leaving for work, but then she would find... What? Was she playing with it? No, because she wanted to see what was happening. Oh, okay. So, but when she would get back, the doll would be on the bed in her room with the door closed. Aw, dude. Donna, get out. Yeah. So, a month after receiving the doll, Donna and Angie found notes on parchment paper that read, Help us and help Lou. (laughs) L-O-U. Lou, like the name. It appeared to be written by a small child, and it was written on parchment paper that neither of them owned. <laughs> Where did the paper come from? Oh, my God. How is this doll manifesting paper? <laughs> did they? Was it, like, at least in a crayon they owned? Is it tucked into, like, her, like, dress, like, down her bosom? <laughs> oh, Annabelle, you crafty hoe. She's, like, lifting up her skirt and pulling out <clears throat> yeah. parchment paper and crayons. So that's funny. her that's her band name, Parchment Paper and Crayons. <laughs> parchment and Crayons. Oh man. Hey, we're Parchment and Crayons. Yeah. Next time somebody asks what I do, I play that upright bass and parchment and crayons. <laughs> All right. So uh <laughs> Donna came home one night to find drops of blood on the back of the doll's hands Duh, and chest no. seemingly from nowhere. So I that- this this is a nursing student. <laughs> By She's like, is that blood or melted crayon? I can't I tell. Was she writing with the force of Satan? <laughs> so that's when she decided to call a psychic medium. So, so, she, so QQ, quick question. Yeah, I, thank do you for you, explaining that. Yeah, do you... Here's my gut instinct. Let's just throw that fucking doll away. Yeah, do you get Do you get the psychic in your home to be like, yo... I need you to I need you to find out who Lou is and how we can help him. We're gonna get to Lou, but but I think that's a really I don't know the answer to that question, but I think that's a really good question because they're clearly zeroing in on the doll yeah. as being a problem, and it's a Raggedy Ann doll, so like that that shit's gonna burn. Like even if you throw yeah, it, man. even if you throw it in the trash, which is the thing that happens in the movie, where like the the guy takes it throws it out and then it reappears but that's again like a china doll this fucking doll is going to burn so just put it in the fireplace put it in a some type of a trash bin that you can light fires in i'm not even saying don't be witchy i mean take it to a cemetery at 3 a.m bury it bury it like they did with that dybbuk box bury it in the ground call it a day you know put a cross on it wipe 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 we out (laughs) <laughs> I bind you, Annabelle, from doing harm to yourself and others. This is very easy, you guys. Play, y'all. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't figure that out. But instead, they called a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. Um, who conducted a seance? By the way, they're kind of weirdos for doing this in the seventies, sixties, sixties. Yeah, you you think so? Like they're hippies, probably. Are maybe they? I don't know. They're nursing students. Probably not. No, but maybe they knew hippies. Okay, this is... <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I interrupted you. All right. They conducted a seance, and um, the medium introduced them to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. Annabelle was a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built. She was seven years old when her body was found in the field where the apartment complex now stands. The spirit told the medium that she felt comfort when Donna and Angie... Um, with Donna and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. So the girls obviously were like, oh, that's really sad, and I want to take care of this little dead girl. Why is that obvious? I would be like, cool, no, ma'am. No. <laughs> move her on. Again, move them Oh, my on. God. Help I can imagine out. a psychic medium being like, hey, this ghost girl really digs you. I'd be like, cool. Um, <clears throat> not looking for new friends. <laughs> How do we get rid of her? <laughs> Yeah, 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 sure. Can she hear me right now? (laughs) Because I don't want her coming for me, but here's the deal. Oh, my God. One of us has to go. I'm not really into kids. (laughs) I don't want to be, like, locked down or anything. Yeah. Listen, I'm young and virile. Like, I've got a whole life ahead of me before kids even are even an idea in my mind. All right. So they're like, yeah, let's keep the girl. So they're like cool that's sad like sad little dead girl let's try to accept this and nurture her spirit um (laughs) and that's what they did and so 
So hashtag mistakes were made. A few, yes. Yeah. So then, of course, the doll reportedly began to uh, exhibit malicious and frightening behavior. <laughs> Such as. Such as, let's bring in Lou. Oh, no. Remember Lou as in help Lou? Yeah, we do. Lou was a friend of Donna and Angie's who uh, was living with them. What? And he was like their couch crashing guy. Okay. Or girl. I, it's unclear if... Nope. Definitely he. Lou's a dude. Okay. So Lou never liked the doll and right away he was like, get rid of that thing. Probably because it was a giant sized doll and it was super creepy to look at. Yeah. And I, I don't know... Get the... it out. Yeah. He was right. So uh, one night Lou awoke from a deep sleep in a oh, panic. He... Oh, excuse me. This story is exhausting. Um, <laughs> You're like me and the Harry Potter <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald. You might have to take this over. <laughs> I don't um, mind. He was, uh, he had a reoccurring bad dream where he was awake but couldn't move. He looked down at his feet and saw the doll, which began to slowly glide up his leg. What? Moved over his chest Nine. and then stopped. Paralyzed and gasping for breath, <laughs> Lou blacked out. Or he was su- suffering from... Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Yeah, sleep paralysis. On another occasion. <laughs> but honestly, it's so horrifying to think of a giant raggedy Aeon <laughs> crawling like, up your leg. But I'm also kind of like trying to picture her like getting on top of the bed. <laughs> like, Dude. Taking a couple times to like Ugh. heave herself up there. It's horrifying. <laughs> I, I think it's worse. <gasps> like... Like takes you her, are like, doing all of this three you, times to get on top. What you cannot hear out in radio or see out in Radio Land is that Noel just threw herself up three times on his couch. Was that an army crawl? It's like yeah, kind of like it's like hoisting myself up mm. like with my elbows. I keep saying this, but we need to film you. <laughs> Half of what you do is completely lost. Da 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 da. Use your imagination. Okay, so Lou blacked out. On another occasion, Lou was preparing for a trip. As he and Angie were reading over maps, because this is oh, the he was 60s. going with Angie. Yes, I think they were. I think they were a, a thing. Yeah. Oh. Now and this is the '60s for you kids. This is before the internet, so people had to have paper maps where they routed out their trip. Also, and you didn't have a, a nice British lady telling you where to go. You had to figure it out with your brain. This meant that Lou and Angie were probably having the unprotected SUL relationship. Doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they had a manse living in their house. Mm-hmm. Two gals in, in school with a man in their home. Two gals and Lou. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, no wonder Annabelle disapproved. She's not into it. She's not okay with this. She's like, you know what you are? Smutty. <laughs> Fornicators. <laughs> She's like, I want to be your friend. But only if you're nice girls. Get that dirty Lou out of here. <laughs> so they were planning, they were, they were pouring over the maps, looking for the best route when they heard a rustling sound coming from Donna's room. <laughs> okay. It couldn't have been them turning the map around. No. Nope, definitely coming from Donna's room. So uh, they thought... They thought someone had broken into the apartment. Uh, so Lou went into the room, and he found Annabelle tossed on the floor in the corner. As he got close to the doll, he felt like someone was behind him. Uh, there's a lot of typos over here. Sorry about this. <laughs> but we love you, and we forgive you. It turns out no one was there. Then he grabbed his chest and doubled over. He was cut and bleeding. What? Yes. Lou? Lou! <laughs> he opened his blood-stained shirt to have what looked like seven distinct claw marks. Three vertically and four... Wait. Three vertically and four horizontally. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lou. The scratches healed almost immediately, half gone the next day, fully gone by day two. Well, how are we to verify whether they happened or we'll not? We'll never know the truth. Lou. Right. Lou's dead, right? He's still... I don't know. We're, I don't know I, what happened to Lou. Well, I don't know. I was only given first names. Um, this, of course, is from the... Uh, most of this is from, I should say, from the Warrens' website. Ah. Uh, 
You must go. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, they painted a beautiful tale. Wonderful picture. Uh, Donna then decided it was time to contact an Episcopal priest <laughs> by the name of Father Hegan, who then, in return, contacted a higher authority in the church, Father Cook. Oh. Because he was like, Raggedy Ann dolls, I can't, I can't do no, this. No, baptisms, uh, uh, confirmations, yeah. um, you know, low stakes weddings. Right. I can't, you know. Certainly Exerc- not weddings between. Like, I can't exercise a doll. Titans of industry. That's that's a little much for uh, yeah. Father. What was his name? Hagen. Hagen. H- Hagen. Hagen. Okay. I don't know. So he contacts Father Cook. Enter. The Warrenses. Yes. Now, Ed and Lorraine did not believe that the doll was possessed by an inhuman presence because spirits spirits do not possess inanimate objects. They only possess people, according to Ed and Lorraine. And huh. it, so, according you to you know, Amityville three, I think the movie was about a haunted lamp. Yeah, it, <laughs> so, it, it definitely was. I don't, the, the canon certainly deviated from their thought process. Sure. Yeah, but that's a that sequel. was a scary lamp as well. It was a terrifying. lamp. I thought that lamp, first of all, tacky as fuck, but also. When it was like, the lamp is doing it? I was like, mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's the third installment of the story, and we all know, like, you can only trust the first one as being real. <laughs> That's true. They made up that ghost lamp. Everything else that happened, the pig, Jody the pig, uh-huh. the red room, all that shit. Real. All right. The lamp, a mere, like, fabrication of imagination. Unless it's my friend Lisa's senior lamp, because... It has a mustache on it. Haunted? No, he's friendly. Oh. I mean, haunted, but... <laughs> haunted, but like... Senior Lamp. Amicable. He's a cool dude. All right. So, according to Ed and Lorraine, an inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object, and this is what had occurred in this case, and uh, it was looking to possess a human host. They believed that this was an infestation stage of the phenomenon. So. What the hell does that mean? This this inhuman spirit was infestation able. Infestation stage of the phenomenon. Yeah. So they. I love it. It's a great. It's a great phrase. Well, that phrase. makes you. You like. You're like. That sounds like it's super scientific. And these people know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But really, they're just making shit up as they go. So, um, like so many of us, right? That's the story of my life. That's how I've gotten so far. Make it up as I go. So, that's my motto. Um, except for right now, you've got copious notes. I actually have notes <laughs> that I got from their website, which is actually called making shit up as we go.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they're done, they're done that. Um, <laughs> That is their handle. Yeah. But you could go to their GoFundMe. You know what? Really, really well written, writes, read like a story. Um, okay. So uh, they believe that the spirit was able to move the doll around the apartment by teleportation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Sure. To arouse the occupant's curiosity in hopes they would give it recognition, which they did. So it was working. <laughs> uh huh. Next. Uh, the girls made a mistake by bringing it to a medium because now the spirit could communicate with the medium, preying on their emotional vulnerabilities. Uh, you know what I don't care for? <clears throat> I'm just going to put a little flag in the field. Please. Every time a psychic medium tells the client, let's call them, that they made a mistake. Oh, yeah, that they made a mistake contacting a different psychic medium. I'm like, come on, dude, you're the same thing. Oh, no, they're so different. They feel things differently. The Warrenses are the same thing as whoever random person they brought in. We don't know that. All right. Keep going. There are different kinds of mediums. Sure. There are different kinds of sensitivities. <laughs> yes. You see things differently. Yes. I, I, you know what? I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me to explain it. No. But no. There, there are differences. I know. I've been, I've been chastised the way that a client would <laughs> in this. No, no. This is different. Yes, I know. All right, I'm glad we understand each other. So I'm supposed I'm I'm to feel bad for my no for my behavior and think it's my fault. I just want you to understand that things can be different. I won't offer further explanation. 
Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think you get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we have an understanding. The infestation of the phenomenon. This <laughs> is so good. Um, they also said that had the experiences lasted two or three more weeks, the spirits would have completely possessed, if not harmed or killed, one of the occupants in the house. Probably Lou. Hi, yeah. Fucking Lou. Or yeah. Donna. Yeah, we don't hear much from Donna at this point. It's her doll. I know. Donna's like, like fuck Angie this took doll. Over. Yeah, right. Angie and Lou. Angie and Lou. They own that home. Did they? I don't know. They no. didn't. They own Donna. Oh, Donna. That you are. I think Richie Valens put it best. Oh, Donna. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> sorry. Uh, .net. Um, <laughs> all right. So Ed and Lorraine conducted a recitation of an exorcism blessing by Father Cook to cleanse the apartment. Um, Ed states, this is a direct quote from Ed, the Episcopal blessing of the home Not is... Not good enough, huh? Keep going, I'm sorry. ...is a wordy seven-page document that is distinctively positive in nature. Rather than specifically expelling evil entities from the dwelling, the emphasis is instead directed toward filling the home with the power of the positive and of God. Now, we should note that Ed and Lorraine were devout Catholics. Super Catholic, that's why I was like... They're not going to think that Episcopalian priest yeah. has this covered. Because as we all know, Episcopalians are Catholic light. And as you know, I find that hurtful because that's that's my religion of origin. And I come from a Catholic of origin. <laughs> so we are now at war. Um, yes, we are now doing 100 years war. Just like in France. We're lucky. Oh, those Episcopalians. Just because that one guy couldn't have a boy. No Excommunicated. All right. There was more to it. I guess. Divine right of kings. Sure, whatever. Um, Deference to the Pope of your uh, sovereign state? Yeah, no, I know. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. I agree. Yeah. I'm not in any way loyal to the Catholic Church. Well, listen, I'm... You're really holding on to this Episcopalian thing. Very loyal to the Anglican... I mean, there's a gay bishop in the Episcopalian church. They can have female priests. They're doing everything right. Mm. Are they called priests? Sure. Okay. Doing it all right. Get at us. I don't know. Okay. Well, so Ed uh, and Lorraine decided to, they removed the doll and they took it to their their occult museum, which is in the basement of their home, as we've discussed before, pronouncing it demonically possessed. (laughs) <laughs> on the way home Ed put the doll in the back seat they placed the doll in the, the back seat and uh, Ed agreed to not take the interstate home in the event the inhuman spirit still resided in the doll um, the, the Warrens felt themselves as the object of a vicious hatred uh, at, each, <laughs> at each dangerous curve, the car swerved and stalled with every corner, causing the power steering and brakes to fail. Ed reached into the back seat into his black bag and took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll, making the sign of the cross, causing the disturbances to stop. When home, Ed sat, <laughs> Ed sat the doll in a chair next to his desk. The doll levitated a number of times. Oh, man. What's that number? Just a, multiple times. Oh, I'm going to okay. guess probably Seven. six because that's oh. the number of the devil. Seven's a holy number. Oh, is yeah, it? It is. Seven sacraments. Oh, yeah. Seven days to Seven create. Seven days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the doll then began showing up in various rooms of the house. Um, it showed... So they were wrong. Yeah, they're totally wrong. Um, it's just a doll being a doll. <laughs> <laughs> doll doing what dolls do. So wait, like they they did not. Okay, so they they knowingly took a doll that maybe they thought the Episcopalian exorcism didn't work, but Threw because it in the back of the car because it's just a dose of exorcism. It's not the full on because as we know, Episcopalians are just Catholic light. Mm-hmm. So, so you threw some holy water on it, but that doll was just like I'm gonna no, I'm gonna. Hang out in this house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a feel of this house. I'm gonna get the lay of the land. This doll is like a cat. It's gotta sniff out all the rooms. Yeah. It's gotta know its surroundings. Mm-hmm. It wasn't causing any harm. It just needed to know its new home. But they thought that it was, you know, obviously having malicious intent. Sure. So 
Um, I mean, you ask a doll to stop moving, and it doesn't. <laughs> Tail as old as time. I don't know what type of a conversation they're having with this doll. <laughs> this is very one-sided. Um, we, I would like to hear the doll's account, but now she's locked in a cage. We'll never know. <laughs> Allegedly, she showed hatred for clergymen who came to the house. Um, I don't know what kind of hatred. I'm, I'm assuming it was like in the form of shade. Uh, some major riggedy and shade. Just shade, queen. <laughs> um, Father Jason Bradford, a Catholic exorcist who came to the house to see the doll, picked up the doll and stated, You're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. <laughs> and tossed the doll back on the chair. Ed, oh, man, you don't want to taunt a spirit like no, that. No, no. So then Ed said, That's one thing you better not say. And Lorraine pleaded with him to drive safely and call her when he arrived home. Oh, he done did die. Oh, well, he called a few hours later and explained the brakes failed as he entered a busy intersection and was involved in a near fatal accident that totaled his car. You don't fuck with this doll. No, man. Nah. But she wasn't with him. Nope. Okay. So... But she can, like, she clearly, like, can (laughs) transcend herself or, like, transport. No bounds. No. So. They were very smart to put her in that curio cabinet behind that glass. So then the Warrens is built a special (laughs) case for Annabelle. Annabelle inside the occult museum Mm -hmm. where she resides to this day, which there is a note on that says, absolutely do not remove. (laughs) What is is fascinating to me about that is... um, So she was able to, um, uh, from a great distance, affect a priest's car, uh, but from behind mere glass, <laughs> she is totally immobilized. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's another story. Thank you so much. Some people think I'm interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I find you to be the most interesting. Oh my God, Noel. You're yes. right. Now. <laughs> It's funny you say that because there have been no other occurrences, dot, 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 except. Oh. She's thought to be responsible for the death of a young man who came on a motorcycle with his girlfriend to the museum. Oh. So, after hearing the story of Annabelle, Annabelle, the man uh, went up to the case and he banged on it, insisting that if the doll can put scratches on people, he wanted scratches too. So Ed, of course, kicked him out of the building. <laughs> You're not welcome here, sir. Um, he definitely gave him a polite sir. Yeah. Um, and on the way home, the man and his girlfriend, who were on a motorcycle, Died. lost control of the motorcycle and drove head on into a tree. The Did man was killed, oh. but the girlfriend survived. And then later on, the girlfriend claimed that they were laughing about the doll when they crashed into the tree. Were they driving slowly? I mean, when you're in a motorcycle... Hard to hear. It's impossible to drive slowly. <laughs> you gotta ride. Hey, remember that stupid doll? Ha 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 ha. Watch out for the tree. <laughs> Look out for that! Uh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she, so, Annabelle the doll has been accused of one murder. Wow. Yeah. But uh, here's what's really crazy. So I, because, you know, we like to play both sides here on High Spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was trying to find any, like, counters or hoax uh, references or anything like that, it, it's not, it does not exist. Everything's like, have you heard the true story of Annabelle? Because that's (laughs) all about the movie, because the movie's become such a big, hit Mm -hmm. and people are so creeped out so it's more um here's the true story of annabelle which is the story of the raggedy ann doll versus the china doll that's in the movie and so it's a lot of that stuff but it's really uh it it, i mean i'm sure there's something out there and i'd have to like go to like page 35 of google to get there um and some obscure reference but i was reading like articles from hindustan times which was like some news publication from new delhi like trying to find something that like countered this story so that's what i find to be the most interesting actually of all of this because with a lot of warren's stories 
Amityville being like the most notable, there are so many counters to that story and so many people who are like, this is a giant hoax. These people are, you know, full of it, all this stuff. There's nothing that I could find about this doll where people are like, this is the real deal. Like, this is really Hmm. creepy and scary. Now, let me say this. In the story, which I just gave to you from the Warren's website, which I didn't jot down. We've referenced it before. You can just basically Google Ed and Lorraine Warren, and that will be the first date you get. Um, and it has the library of all of their paranormal investigations. And then there's a section that like tells a beautiful story. Whoever has written these out has done a marvelous job of writing out like a really captivating, interesting tale. It's probably Tony, who's their son-in-law, who we've talked about before. But like, they're captivating, interesting stories. They're creepy. They draw you in. But the best, the 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 thing for me with this story, and obviously, like we want to protect the identities of these people, but. It's only first names, and when you try to, like, get any more information, you can't find out about who the, like, where the style originated from, who these people were. There aren't pictures of them. The only picture that you have other than Lorraine, or the the doll being in the case, is of Lorraine holding this giant Raggedy Ann doll, <laughs> which basically looks like it's the same size as her, uh, because small. she's a tiny lady. She's holding this thing, like with one arm seemingly outside of an apartment building. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun story. I love it. I think it's interesting. There have been so many paranormal investigators that have gone to the occult museum. They've done experiments with Annabelle. They've taken her out of the case where they've done like a 24-hour video to see like if there's movement. movement, And then it's like, oh, did you see that? It moved. Like, you know, where you don't know like what the air quality is like in that room. There's, you know, a video of fucking Zach Baggins. (laughs) God damn it. Going in and touching her. And it's like, Zach Baggins touches Annabelle. And I'm like, fuck you, Baggins. And, which is exactly what I said when I saw the link. But, like, yeah. Thoughts? Um, So, it's interesting. So, that's my, I'm sorry, just to cap that off. Yeah, sure. I think it's really interesting that there are no counters to the story. Because so often, like, when we do these stories, there (laughs) is the other side where it's like, this is, you know, an explanation for this. Or, you know, these people are full of it. it. It's not there. Hmm. It's really interesting. I, so my opinion on it is I would surmise, uh, first of all, how delightful. Um, the fact that we all believe in haunted dolls and clowns and uh, haunted trees and, and, and all these sort of like. Trees are haunted. Right. The spirits, yes. Simulacra that right. we learn to be afraid of when we're The trees child. are our fathers. <laughs> <laughs> um that said, uh, at face value, the story is so ludicrous that it would be almost right. impossible to have a counter argument for it. Because, like, honestly, it's like, um, yeah, a woman had a, her right. mother gave her a haunted raggedy hand doll. And, like, the month that the doll lived with them, she acted weird. The doll moved. I mean, most people would be like, that's dumb. Um the so, reality is that I'm I won't sleep tonight from this story. <laughs> and that's a true thing. Like I will have sure. probably a nightmare from this because this is more terrifying to me than ghost stuff actually is like that interesting. That something can like attach itself to an inanimate object. It goes back to like your fear of dolls in the beginning where like mm-hmm. dolls come to life at night and it's kind of like it's, it's kind of almost like the same idea and the yeah. concept of it. But I think, like, that's what I was going to say, that, like, it, it is hard to have a, a, a relevant counterpoint to this other right. than um, certainly I still don't like dolls. I mean, like, when when I'm around dolls, they bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, are they doing anything? Maybe. Are they all malevolent? Right. Probably. <laughs> most, most definitely. Yes, for sure. Um so 
yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think for any rational human to be like, I'm going to see if I can get permission to find Annabelle to do like a 30-day empirical study on whether this doll is haunted by, I don't know, a demonic apparition who is malicious. Like, is it really Annabelle or is it some sort of demon? And will that story change? Of course. So here's what I would say, like, um, because I love folklore so much and I love Mm -hmm. this story. Right. This is a story that's dear to my heart. When you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Right. Um. But I think it I think it thrives in the fact that it's so absurd. What can you possibly say about it that right. would even make sense to anybody? Because this is a story that you either believe or don't believe. And belief is the most important thing that we have, mm-hmm. especially when we believe in our own fears. Mm-hmm. That's such a it's such a good point because when because it is so absurd, like regardless of what your counter is like it's easy for me to be like oh they put the doll in a chair for 24 hours and put a camera on it which they did do at one point and it shifted and it's like well if you know these dolls and also this doll is probably like three feet tall it's gonna shift it's going to shift because of the natural weight that's a basic scientific explanation but because of the absurdity of this idea it's like it's like talking to a religious cell in a way. Like yeah, they're so that's it's, it's like you're no... like that belief that you were talking about. They're so strong in their belief, and that's fine. Like that's your belief. Mm-hmm. That's where you stand. That's great. You're so strong there. There's nothing you can say that will change their mind on it. Like you're you're stuck there, mm-hmm. and that's what's so fascinating about all of this. And like I, for me, when I found out that. The doll was because I didn't. I knew. I knew the story of the haunted doll, but I actually didn't know. And this was before, like the the Conjuring movies and all this. Like when it became a thing, I didn't know that it was a Raggedy Ann doll for a really long time. And uh. when I found out that it was a Raggedy Ann doll, that actually made it creepier to me, because, for me, like the Raggedy Ann doll was like <laughs> such a like, um, friendly, nostalgic thing. Mm-hmm. And then it added this, like, super creep value to it where it was like, oh, this thing that was, like, such a loving presence in my life growing up is now, like, this horror for these other people. And, you know, it's, I don't know. No, I mean, I think um, kind of going going back a little bit, I think the best uh, urban legends and the best pieces of, like, mm-hmm. uh, phantasmagorical folklore is... Is finding the fantastic in the mundane. Right. Because you can't... It's very hard to take that away. Mm -hmm. So when someone's like... um, You know... um, Which is why a lot of times when when we research these things and we try to find these things out... It's like... It's it's so thin. Mm -hmm. Right? Like the the, the information is so thin. Um, But... But... It's compelling in the fact that it's like... um, This one this one area of this one school, this one haunted blocker. Right. Like, it's not to suggest... I think this is how these things spiral, because mm-hmm. no one's suggesting that the entire school's haunted. It's just locker 125. It's the simplicity of it. It's and the it, simplicity of and it. And it goes back to... Is Annabelle, right? The 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 haunted mall thing yeah. that you did um, a couple um, episodes ago, where it was like, I, I think it was a Kmart, where it was like, registered to... <laughs> Yeah. Nobody wanted to deal with registered two, and it's like that illusion around it. Like everybody's so afraid of that one thing. It's sure. the simplicity. Like you just kind of zero in. And I think Ed and Lorraine was pretty good at they that. They were excellent at that. And I think they 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 didn't let on how expert they were psychologically, how they could get to people. Yes. But I think like if you go back to our Smurl story, you can see that the. Origin of their manipulation of trying to get into people's homes. We're mm-hmm. going to paint your home. We're going to tell you something about your home, and you're going to invite us in. And we're going to tell you how haunted it is, mm-hmm. and then you'll buy our painting. Yep. Um, I'm not trying to suggest that it was a scam. I'm overtly saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Lorraine. You know I love you, buddy. You're like, <laughs> like in my top five people. Of but it's, people I've ever met but, in my life. But it's like it's it, it it's so simple <clears throat> because. Yeah. Especially then, too, because, and this was pre-Satanic Panic, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that they kind of, like, missed out on that a little I bit. I know. Oh, my God. 
because they would have done so well, but they had like gotten so many cases in like the late 60s and 70s that I think they kind of like had burned themselves mm-hmm. out a little bit. But people were so paranoid and like so like in their beliefs and like they were in these smaller communities in New England where you know houses are settling weird things are happening sure and religious zealotry is a part of the bones of New England right I mean yeah it just it just is and so it's you know it's it's just it's fascinating I will tell you a story that uh, my brother and sister know um, <clears throat> when I was a girl, I had a Casio keyboard. Do you know what that is? Um, I had a Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was haunted. Was it was haunted? Uh, no, mine was just missing a few buttons because uh, it had been abused because I played the you, hell you did out of it. Bossa Nova, like, oh, as my much as you could. God. Yeah. Did so, you, you had the little one? The little one. Yeah, I had the little one, and then eventually I had, like, a big oh, Casio yeah. keyboard. But, no, like, that little one. No, initially I had the little one when it had, like, basically, like, two octaves on it, and that was it. Yeah, uh-huh. I totally had that, and we played the hell out of it. Oh, my God. The demo? The demo, yeah, it was amazing. It was the best. So, now, as an adult person, we can look back and laugh and understand... Probably what was happening was a battery malfunction, and it was embedded into the little piano synthesizer to to warn somebody about low battery. But we were children, so I think I was eight when I got this, so my brother, my sister was nine, and my brother was ten. Mm-hmm. We're very close in age. And uh, one night, the Casio went off by itself, and we lost our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dark. It was scary. It was raining. And this was... The haunted Casio. Mm-hmm. And I threw it in the back of my closet. And I remember being in my room and uh, my sister and I were sitting in there and the Casio, don't dee, don't from the closet. Right. And we lost our minds. It's like my cousin with the Teddy Ruxman doll. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing where batteries are out, tapes out, still playing. And like we know it now where. Um, a good example is like I just had to change my my uh, password for my like corporate <clears throat> login, which would affect me receiving my corporate emails on my phone. But I still haven't had to update that on my phone because it hasn't like gone through the cache, because it's still like it. And it's almost like you don't when you sometimes don't have internet on your computer like if you're in a coffee shop but you can still access like old pages because it's still like hanging you have out. The, you have the vestigial tail yes of this thing and so that's the kind of thing about like electricity right. and current kind of like um one of the things that, that we've we've found out a lot about when doing this show um is these phenomena are are this sounds terrible because I, I mean I love ghosts so much, but like they can really be simplified into five things: lights go on and off, faucets turn on and off, right? People hear footsteps, toilets flush, toilets flush, right. um, and people can hear like disembodied voices. Right. There are perfectly rational mm-hmm. explanations for these things. Are they fun? No, no. Um, and we're here to have fun with it. So, and we're like adding a lot of explanation to this. But I will say this: like going back to like computers and like remaining in the cache or needing to like cache it out, that's residual. Mm-hmm. That is like reminiscent so of thing. resonant energy. So it actually like kind of goes together oh, in like I love a scientific it. explanation. I love what you just did. Huh? Yeah. So, God, that's the second time you came full circle. I like it. I don't know. I don't know what's happening to me today. I'm just so thankful for (laughs) so so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling the Thanksgiving vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, I guess. I don't know. That was fun when it happened. That was fun when it happened. I ate a lot. (laughs) Well, um, Noel, anything to add about Annabelle? I love this story and I love the way that you told it. Uh, go see, um, go see Annabelle and then Annabelle the birthing and then Annabelle revisited. Um, Annabelle goes to class. Annabelle meets the Muppets. <laughs> Annabelle makes pottery. <laughs> She's just like a late in life, like right. discovering her newly found freedom and sexuality. She th- just takes a pottery class and <laughs> everything goes haywire. Right. And the fall- oh quickly, we need to write this quickly followed too. by Annabelle gets her masters. Um, <laughs> 
followed by Annabelle reconciles with her husband. I think we're definitely, there's been some fan fiction that's been like mixed in with some of those. But they're all good, you guys. Annabelle comes back and she's like, oh no, I took so many risks. I want you back, Lou. By the way, Annabelle married Lou. Um, the spoiler alert. Um, help Lou. Oh man, whose blood like, was it? <laughs> Who's where did that parchment paper come from? <laughs> what? What? Like, we can't we can't answer any of these questions. Inexplicable blood in parchment paper and crayons and that biker who died. Yeah, that's pretty extreme. It is extreme. Yeah, he was probably a reckless driver. Yeah, I mean, or she cursed him, or hopped up on peyote. <laughs> Definitely quaaludes. Probably, probably yeah, it up. Lude. <laughs> oh, mescal and quaaludes and ludes. Oh, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, oh, he had PCP course for his. One hell of a cocktail: quaaludes oh, and ludes. <laughs> well, if you're going to go to the Portland's Occult Museum, you need something. Oh boy. Oh man. All right. On that note. <clears throat> well. Thank you, everybody, for listening to High Spirits. Uh, we really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'm Jay, and I am drinking uh, leftover Bud Light, which is in a can. It just sounds so gross, leftover Bud Light. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like just, yeah. I'm drinking the uh, Boda Box Cabernet. It's wine in a box. Hey, wine in a box, wine, wine in a box. Box. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> We can't wait to uh, talk to you next time. Um, Noel just has one last gnarly ass thing to say to you. Sweet dreams. <laughs>